Welcome to Two Rivers Leadership Podcast, a conversation about leading as a team because a great team is always better than great talent. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Two Rivers Leadership Podcast. My name is Will Hampton. I'm the lead pastor at Two Rivers Church. I'm so glad that you joined with me for this podcast. We are now on our leadership value number six, number six out of seven different leadership traits. This week, we are talking about the idea that leaders are gatherers and delegators. So before we talk about that, let me just take a couple of moments to review all seven leadership traits, and then we're going to go back and we're going to talk about the idea that leaders are delegators and gatherers. We're gatherers and delegators. So so let me go through our traits. Number one is that leaders are learners. I believe that the key to everything is that we live in a place where we can learn. That requires that we have a baseline of humility. The second thing I believe is that leaders go first. You can't lead from behind. I've heard the phrase before, but I don't believe in it. I believe that leaders go out front. Leaders will eat last. That that means that every you're modeling what you want to see. You're treating everyone with respect and dignity and honor. We believe that leaders are servants with ownership. That our goal is not to have position-based authority. Our goal is to simply serve the Lord and serve in such a way that if you owned something, you would be careful over every detail to make sure everything is right. Leaders grow on the go. We We don't have the option. We don't have the ability to say, God, I think you picked the wrong person. I can't do this. You better go find somebody else. We're going to grow on the way as God is calling us out of our boat, out of safety, and we're going to get things done. And then last podcast, we talked about the idea that leaders create unity, that we have to reply to every criticism and critique with one voice. This is why we do what we do. We need to channel and point people in the direction of our vision so that we can accomplish what we need to accomplish. As soon as people start going in the wrong direction, it is the function of a leader to point them back in the right direction. So now we are into number six, the idea that leaders are gatherers and delegators. So we're going to pull people together in a group. Once we get the group together, we're going to release the people in the group to do the things that we might feel qualified to do and that they are not yet trained to do. So uh, what does this look like to be a gatherer and a delegator? What does it look like for us as leaders? And, and I think it's important maybe to give you an idea of what that might look like. I think that a leader is, is kind of like three parts party thrower and one part technician. What qualifies you to be a leader is not the fact that you know more than everybody else in the room. That probably qualifies you more to be a technician than a leader. Sometimes we think that knowing more than everyone else is what makes us a leader. And that's not necessarily what makes us a leader. Having information and being a learner is important. 
But what really makes a leader is that people are willing to follow. So what a leader needs to do is be able to gather people together and then have enough ability to release them to do what they are gifted to do. So you don't have to, like a great example of this would be in a worship team. On a worship team, you can lead a worship team and not be able to sing. You can lead a worship team and not be able to play an instrument. Because what a leader needs to be able to do is gather the people together who can sing and can play instruments and then organize them in a way that is productive. So they need to be able to schedule them. They need to be able to recruit them. They need to be able to train them. They need to be able to inspire them. But they don't necessarily have to be the person that is out front on the microphone singing. Does that make sense that a leader isn't necessarily the person that is doing the activities in this? So there is a little bit of a distinction of what I'm looking for. Because if you're always doing the activity, you're consumed and you can't be leading the other people. You can't be overseeing. You can't be helping to make sure that everything is running right in all the different areas of the thing that you're leading. So let me give you another example of this. As a host team leader, if you are leading a host team and you are always standing at the door greeting, you don't know what's happening at the guest service area. You don't know what's happening out at the parking area. You don't know what's happening with the people that are holding the signs. You don't know how to train them. You don't know how to go back and organize them more effectively. You don't see, you don't understand what the issues are that need to be impacted. So what we have to be able to do is we have to un, we have to disconnect from being the person who's standing doing the activities and then go around to be able to supervise and, and gather information and see what's happening. And then that way we can go back and we can train and we can raise people up and, and we can identify problems and issues and correct them. So when I say that leaders are gatherers and delegators, this function of gathering people is a really, really big part of what it looks like to be a disciple maker. So in the church, I find that there are glass ceilings on... <clears throat> Uh, whether or not people can get involved at a church. So people come into churches, and oftentimes it's very difficult to break into a church, especially an established church that has, let's say the church has been around for 50 years, and, and there's been a, a host team, and there's probably somebody that stands at the door, and they've been at that door. Sister Ethel has been at that door for the past 15 years. Rain or shine, Ethel works that door. Now here's the problem. This is a problem of growth, and it's a good problem, but it's a problem. Is when we now have Tina and Tom and Tim and Terry, and they all want to come and get involved, and they are gifted with hospitality, and Ethel is the only one that's allowed to stand at a door. What do we do with Tina, Tim, Tom, and Terry? Where do we put them? How do we engage them? Is there room for them to be involved? And that is the function of the leader 
to relationally connect them, to relationally gather them and, and think about them and be concerned that they need to be put to work. So that moves from the gatherer part, like if, if, if a leader can't gather people together, there's a problem. And there's probably something that we need to assess inside of us, like maybe there are some things about how I'm casting vision. Maybe there's some things about how I'm inspiring people. Maybe there's a culture problem on my team that I've created a team that nobody wants to be a part of. Maybe uh, the way that I'm asking people is off-putting. There's a whole bunch of really practical things that have to do with being a good gatherer. And, and it is essential for leaders to be able to be gatherers in our context. In the context that we serve in in the church, every church has to get bigger and smaller at the same time. So we're adding people through the front door, and when they come in, now we're trying to get them on a team and get them relationally connected, and that leader is the gatherer. They're the ones that are relationally connecting these people into their positions, and if the leader can't do that, then that team will not grow. And conversely, the church will not grow. Because the church is people. It's who we are. It's what we do. It's how we function. And so if that team is unable to grow, and that team is unable to integrate new people, people that we haven't seen before, haven't met before, we're not comfortable, and they don't look like me, I don't, they don't smell the right way, they don't act the right way, they don't talk the talk that they're supposed to talk to fit in at church. Whose job is it to, to integrate them? Whose job is it to make them feel welcome and, and like they have a purpose and that they are valuable here? That is the leader of each and every team at Two Rivers. And if we can't do that, we'll lose. We will not grow. We won't be able to reach more people. And we have to stack people up in positions. So we might say, well, I don't need anyone new for the door greeter because Sister Mary is incredibly faithful. She's been there forever. I don't need anybody for that spot. Well, here's the thing. God does. God needs because he's sending us those people. He's sending us people for those places and what we need to do is we need to stack them up in that position because what God will do then is multiply them out. We'll either send them out to a new location or to a new church plant, or God will transfer them. Either we put them to work or God will transfer them to a church that will. And the worst case scenario is they came in and they tried to get involved and couldn't break in and they just stopped trying. We've got people that are no longer in churches because the church wasn't able to assimilate them, wasn't able to give them a place where they felt valuable, where they felt like they had purpose and where they connected. And people get the, the message very quickly. I don't belong here. So leaders have to be gatherers. We have to be gathering in the outsider. And then we have to be delegators. And this is that that part that is going to stretch most leaders. This could because it feels good to do something that you're good at. And if you're a leader of a team, you're probably somebody that was good at what you did. Maybe, maybe uh, you were on a team like like the worship team, 
I'm going to go back to the, the worship team. And maybe you were, you were like a good musician and you had a lot of music, musical talents and skills. And, and we opened up another campus and you went to that campus and now you're, you're like the campus musician leader. So now what you used to get a lot of praise for was the way that you played your guitar or the way that you sang in the microphone. And everybody says, wow, that was so beautiful. That was so wonderful. How you are the best there is. Nobody has the anointing the way you have the anointing. And, And along comes now... Tina. And Tina's joining the team, and, and she's your first musician that, that signs up. And, and Tina says that she's going to be, she's going to sing. And so you go listen to Tina sing, and Tina's kind of like, okay. You know, she's there. She's just not as good as you. So what do you do when Sunday rolls around, and it's time to choose who's going to sing the songs? Do we go with the superstar that you are or do we go with somebody who's going to develop somebody who needs to develop how are they going to develop except that we give them the opportunity Craig Rochelle talks about delegating and he says that when somebody can do something 60% as well as you give it to them and I think that that is such a challenging statement because when you are used to getting praised for how amazing you are and how wonderful you are, and you're starting to do something like lead and you're maybe a little bit insecure about whether or not you're a good leader, maybe you're a little insecure about whether or not people will think well of you when somebody walks out and they're not as good as you. Or maybe you, you really were feeding something inside of your heart every time somebody praised you for how good you did. It becomes the dark story of leadership that w- leaders will push people out. That leaders, because of our own insecurities, will try to make and, and, and tell people, you can't sing here, or you can't serve here, or you can't do this here, because you're not as good as me. And if, if you think about it this way, if they never get this chance to serve, they never will be as good as you. And no matter what, <laughs> no matter what, you will always be getting more experience than that person if you never give them the opportunity. So leaders have to be gatherers and delegators And the delegation is absolutely necessary for us to be able to grow, not not only for you to grow, but for the team to grow. Because you will never grow as a leader until you try to give something to someone and tell them to do it. And then I want you to be really careful to pay attention to how you give it away to someone. You cannot delegate by abdication. And what delegation by abdication means is this is what happens in a lot of scenarios. People say, well, I told them to go take pictures. Oh, so now you think that you've given them the parameters 
for what it is to go take pictures. That's not delegation. You, you abdicated. You didn't train them. You didn't raise them up. What has to happen is you, when you go to delegate, you have to give them the parameters of success. You have to define what the win looks like, what, what the product looks like, how to do it. You need to show them how to do it. Now you need to watch how they do it. Eventually, then they do it on their own, and, and you're able to give them feedback, and then they start showing someone else how to do it, defining the parameters of the win. Delegation is more than just saying, go do this. Sometimes I've watched as young leaders say, well, did I'll ask, did you train them? And the answer is, yes, I trained them. Well, what did you do to train them? Well, I told them to go over there and, and, and do something. And that is not training. That is not delegation. Delegation involves a relational process of releasing that ministry into the person in a way that they're able to take it and be successful. Now, the flip side of that is that what success looks like, according to Craig Rochelle, is 60% proficiency. They don't need to be perfect. They don't need to be amazing. They need to be able to learn in a high grace, high truth environment. You have to be able to be a, a gatherer and a delegator. You need to be free. You can't be the one that somebody didn't show up in the children's ministry and now I'm over here in the nursery because nobody showed up for the nursery and now I'm in the nursery and there's no one able to, to watch and train and teach all the teachers and no one's there to kind of oversee kids check in and make sure the processes are working right. That won't work. But what does work is when somebody calls in sick, then we've raised up a substitute. We've got other people in place so that as leaders, we can go and we can train, we can gather the group together, and, and some of this stuff is going to be uncomfortable. It's not going to be comfortable to delegate, especially the first time you do it. And so you might even fail. And guess what? We're going to get back on the horse and try again because leaders are gatherers and delegators. We cannot afford to misuse the people who God gives us. I pray every day, God, send us workers. I pray at 10.02, my alarm on my phone goes off. Sometimes I pray it silently. Sometimes we're in the middle of a staff meeting. It, it just, every single day I'm saying, God, send us workers. And you know what I've started to pray now? Instead of praying, God, send us workers, I say, God, give us leaders who can handle the people that you are sending us. At this point, our problem is not in the numbers of people volunteering to do work. Our problem is in our capacity as leaders to put the people who God is sending us into action. There's a, there is a capacity issue that we have as leaders that God is a God of stewardship. He's not going to send us people. He's, gonna, he's not going to give us what we cannot handle. So we, what we have to be able to do is get good at being gatherers. We have to get good at being delegators. If we want to grow, it starts with me. It starts with me. Everybody on, that's listening to this podcast right now say it starts with me. 
it starts with me. I have to grow. I have to be someone who is secure enough in who I am that I do not need to be the technician. I don't need to be the one that gets all the praise. I don't need to be the one that shows the newbie how awesome I am and how deficient they are. What I need to be able to do is I need to be able to delegate effectively. I need to show them how to do it. I need to define what it looks like for them to do it. And then I need to, let, I need to give them room to fail. And I need to not be so insecure that if they do fail, I come and take that bat and ball away from them. I kick them out of what they're doing and take it back because I could do it better than they can. We have to learn a new way of functioning, a new way of thinking. And this will probably stretch almost every leader way out of our comfort zone. This one trait, leaders being gatherers and delegators, has the ability to revolutionize whether or not we can do multi-site effectively, has the ability to revolutionize whether or not we can raise up a whole other generation of leaders, has the ability to, to revolutionize how fast we can grow because we can go to multiple services and then, and then we can have extra people on the bench and then we can, God will send us the people. God will send us the people. What we have to be able to do is realize that sometimes God's not going to send us the people that we're going to waste. And so if we get good at being gatherers and delegators, we will be able to, in the Northeast, reach our communities, reach unreached people like never before. And so as we learn to do this trait and we learn to do it together as a team, as we all function in this area, we are going to win. And I really believe this, that great teams are always better than great talent. God bless you. I look forward to connecting with you more as we go into the future. So I'm so glad that you tuned in and listened to this podcast. If you have any questions or any comments, I would love to hear from you and get any feedback that you might have or, or uh, comments that you might add to this discussion. You can email pastor at tworiversassembly.com. That's T-W-O riversassembly.com. And, and just share with me what your thoughts are maybe something that I talked about that you, you might be confused by or something that you want some clarification or maybe you, you want to challenge some of the ideas that we've presented. And I'd love to be able to kind of sit down with you and talk through those things and, and hear what this impact is making in your life. God bless you. Have a great week.